I'm Brianna. I'm Sarah. And we are the, the Squad, Squad Ghouls. Just a couple of creepy gals that love creepy things. Oh, yeah. All the creepy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was the sound of us <laughs> doing some fun things just a minute ago. <laughs> it's the sound of we just stress bought jewelry. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> what do you do when you turn 38? You stress buy jewelry. Start- not not you. You are not 38. I am. <laughs> no, but I'm 33 and I just stress bought some diamond studs <laughs> and I'm not mad about it. If you're not in your 30s, these are your 30s. You're, well, you're, welcome what? to your 30s. You start going to bed early and you start stress buying expensive jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> When someone says a party ends at um, 9 p.m., you're like, ooh, I don't know if I can make it. Ooh, yeah, that's kind of late. <laughs> My bedtime is at 8. <laughs> right? What happened to the days of... I mean, I never really was into clubbing that much. I mean, I spent a lot of time at um, Das Bunker. And I know, and they're coming back. Uh, for like Since the you ninth time. You know what, though? Das Bunker is like share. Das Bunker will have 1,200 farewell tours. <laughs> And it's the bitch is still open. It's just like share. I live forever. Oh yeah. I spent, we're, was, we're all gonna die, and share will still be here. Oh, what's the other one that's down there? You spent a lot of time at Dust Bunker, and oh god, what's the other one? Oh no, I can't remember the name. Anyway, whatever. There's another. It's been so long. There's another honestly. goth club in Hollywood that I spent a lot of time at. As a there's a lot though. Adolescent. I mean. I would say there's two big ones, mm-hmm. Dawsbunker being one, and then the other one. Yeah, and but I there's remember. quite a bit though. Yeah, there's several. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. I have a joke for you. I'm ready. What is a recess at a mortuary called? <laughs> I don't know what. A coffin break. <laughs> That's so great. It's so bad. <laughs> oh, these get better and better. I have a joke. Okay. Okay. What do you say to a vampire who's just found a donor? I don't know. <laughs> Coagulation. <laughs> I'm sorry, I saw that joke and I just started laughing really, really loud. And oh. you know that my house has high ceilings. So oh, man. Everybody heard it. Uh, yeah, man. Whenever I do the witch cackle, if I'm in the kitchen with the cathedral ceilings and the wood floor and stuff ooh, my neighbors get so mad at me <laughs> i just love it though so mad at me it's my favorite thing yeah man. it only comes out when i say funny things but it's great <laughs> uh ghouls news yes ghouls, ghouls news ghouls, ghouls news. news i feel like we need a different song for ghouls news yeah okay we'll, we'll work it out we'll work on that friends this will we'll workshop it we will do better <laughs> um so Continuing on with highlighting different independent spooky films that you may not have heard of, but you really should watch because mm-hmm. they're awesome. Uh, this week, I picked Ghost Stories. Oh, I've actually been wanting to watch this one. It's so good. Okay. Um, so it came out in 2017, and it is a British film. Now, who's the guy who plays Bilbo Baggins in um, the new <sighs> Hobbit? I see his face. Mm-hmm. I just can't think of his name. Um, well, I'm going to pull him up because it's driving me crazy. And I always forget. Martin Freeman, is that his name? Yeah. Uh, yes. I'm saying yes with yes, a question mark. Yes, it is Martin Freeman. Okay. I was okay. like, yes. Verified. Okay. So uh, Martin Freeman's probably the biggest name in it, although he is not the main protagonist. Um, but he is kind of the, and not to ruin it, he's, he's not really an antagonist, mm-hmm. but 
anyway, you should watch it. So, um, it basically follows a British professor who makes a career of going around and debunking psychics. Um, oh. yeah, because I, hmm, while I believe that there's a lot of things that science cannot yet explain, I also believe that there are also a lot of fake psychics out there and fake mm-hmm. mediums that try to take advantage of people yep. and capitalize on their grief, which you are no better than a vulture if you do that. Yep. Sorry if you're listening to this reminds podcast. reminds me of the ones, that, it's, the one, it's like the ones that I don't like that come on Ghost Hunters. Yeah, some of them are just like fake AF. <laughs> yeah. um, now... I, I believe that there's a lot that science can't explain yet. And I'm not saying that everybody is a fake. I'm right. just saying there are a lot of fakes. So yeah. um, he goes around debunking fake mediums and psychics. But he ends up getting a bit of a run for his money when he is tasked with investigating a series of hauntings slash poltergeist activity. Ooh. And it has a surprise uh, twist at the ending that I did not see coming, but it was really, really good. It's super fun. Has Martin Freeman, probably the biggest name you'll know. Um, and yeah, go watch it. It's great. Yes. Well, the one I picked, I just happened to find it on Hulu. I just been scrolling through because they kind of like got some stuff Hulu's on there. Got some interesting yeah, stuff. Yeah, and I'm just like, you know what? I feel like I need to start kind of paying attention. Mm-hmm. Minus that I've been watching Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> <laughs> so you know after the episode's over i'm like mm, what am i gonna watch next so <laughs> i actually um kind of lucked up on selma and um it's uh it's a thriller i won't really say it's horror um but i've not heard of this one yet yeah so it's a norwegian film uh, well, the, well i'll say the director is norwegian okay then maybe i have heard of this okay but it is really good so basically it's about a, a young student and she falls in love for the first time and then all this spooky stuff starts happening to her and she gets these like really cool powers. Okay, I have heard of this. Okay. I have not watched it though. You should kind of watch it. You had me at Norwegian and that's like all that I know about it. <laughs> and it's 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 really good. Like I thought like it was just going to be like, "Oh, okay." But I liked it. I thought it was cool. And like I said, um Hulu's got quite a bit of a little catalog on there right now. Groovy. Yeah. So, there's that. Yeah, Hulu's got some good stuff. <laughs> yes. And last but not least, as you know, and if you don't know by now, we have not done our jobs. We are Kitty FX brand ambassadors. Yes. And we absolutely love Allie's yes. stuff. It's so freaking cute. I actually just got an order. I'm yelling again. God, stop yelling. Because <laughs> you're so excited. Because we're Kitty FX brand ambassadors. Oh, man. And she has the cutest stuff ever. She does. And I actually just placed an order a couple weeks back and got it late last week mm. early this week time is just a social construct I at know. this point but anyway i bought the little poison earrings that ha- that i've been wanting to buy forever and then i and they finally did it so cute they're really cute i also got some more of the ghost kitties because i have the purple and pink ones but i also wanted some black ones for my little boy binks oh. um so i got those and then the fingers oh the super creepy fingers oh. i have those i'm i put my order in you know i got the flame hearts oh i'm glad you did those went fast yes but my heart is on fire <laughs> on fire um, but yes yeah so you can actually get 15 percent off from kittyfxshop.com with our code squad yes and you can also get to kitty effect shop from our website the i'm sorry not the squaggles sorry uh no you're right oh i am right okay the <laughs> squaggles.com sorry i said okay. it so much that i have to like double check myself no you're right anyway so and when you click the link 
it'll automatically put that 15% off in your cart. Boom. Yeah, we're helping you out. Hey, yo. Helping you do all that shopping that you should be doing. Treat yourself. Oh, my God. <laughs> but also be sure to um, check them out on Instagram. They're, she's always posting stories of like all the new stuff that's coming out. And wait till you see. If you haven't seen it yet, the Summer Slasher stuff, it is so cute. <gasps> oh, my god! I can't even. I'm dying for this <laughs> Summer Slasher collection. I got to get the ghost face. Oh, my. I'm dying. There's. Did you see the Freddie and Michael ones, too? Yes. Allie, we're just going to buy your whole shop out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we're going to use our own code to buy out your shop. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you don't mind, but. Yeah. yeah, here we oh, are. Yeah, <laughs> watch out for that summer slasher. If you're not following Kitty FX Shop on Instagram, you should be because uh, Allie's posting all sorts of teasers of the different things that she's making right now, and you do not want to miss the summer yeah. slasher stuff. It's so cute, and it seems like it's gonna go fast when it comes out. So. I should have ordered because she also just did all the little cute metal ones, like the little butcher knives and oh, stuff, like yes. the cleavers. Yes. I should have. Every, every girl needs a set of cleaver earrings, right? Cleavers and diamonds. <laughs> that's all you need. Mm-hmm. Oh, cleavers that's a good. That's a good pairing. Cleavers and diamonds, a girl's best friend. <laughs> Tell okay. me I'm wrong. When you get them, you, you got to put them on with the diamonds. I'm going to put one of my diamond studs in, and then I'm going to put one of the cleavers in. <laughs> oh, my God. It's my thug life look. <laughs> That's so great. Uh, oh, what's man. wrong with me? Nothing. Nothing at all. <laughs> I'm agreeing with you. Maybe my mom dropped me on my head. I, I doubt it. You're just awesome. I don't know. You're just amazing. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, check out KDFX shop. <laughs> we may have also had a couple of glasses of champagne. No, we didn't. Before we went <laughs> on a jewelry buying binge. It's fine. That also made swiping that credit card a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> okay. Shopping um, is fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Your jewelry will never wake up one day and tell it you it doesn't us, love you anymore. It helps us not become ex-murderesses. Yes, it does. So, yeah. All right. <laughs> well, booze news? Yes. Booze news. Booze news. Okay. Oh, the first one is me. <laughs> okay, so the streaming service uh, Shutter, which we've pr- mentioned probably like a million times during the start of this whole podcast. And they still don't sponsor us. How rude. I know, I know. Come on, get it together. Come on, um, Shutter. Do us a favor. <laughs> they are celebrating the upcoming summer with a brand spanking new Summer of Chills lineup. Whoop, whoop. So they uh, released, uh, they're coming out with 12 brand new horror movies. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'm here for So, it. yeah, 12 new original and exclusive films for June, July, and August, including the anticipated debut of landmark horror director George A. Romero's legendary lost film, The Amusement Park. Yes, yeah, so excited for this. So, yeah. so, so excited. So I'll, I'll go through the list a little bit. So we have the first one that's going to be released is Caveat, and that's on June 3rd. And then the great amusement park that we're all waiting for, June 8th. We should review that one at some point. Yes. No, we we will. (laughs) And then we have Super Deep, which I I don't don't care for the name. Sounds like an adult film. It does. Never mind. I was going to say something. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say something. Uh, Anyway, that comes out June 17th. (laughs) I'll just say that. Um, the Unquiet Grave, 
that's june 24th vicious fun on june 29th sun on july 8th the call which i really want to see this one it comes out july 15th and it has lynn shay and tobin bell in it can i say it when i saw that it said the call immediately that, i know that trash can boys song got stuck in my head did you say trash can boys yeah, call them the trash can boys meaning backstreet boys yeah you didn't call them that girl no <laughs> i was in love with them <laughs> the trash can boys how da- how, i'm gonna do the rupaul the how dare you <laughs> the audacity anyways uh, and not the I, trash can boys i'm sorry i'm so rude no when i saw that it said the call i instantly thought of the halle berry movie you know the one where she's the um 911 operator oh, and I don't she think say I ever saw that Oh, it's you probably don't want to see it. It's probably not up my alley. Does an animal die? Uh, if you have to think about it. I don't like, remember. I just know it has to deal with a young girl um getting kidnapped and she's hearing the call like the whole time. Oh, that's rough. Yeah, but the first time she gets a call, she's trying to tell a girl like what to do and then she ends up not making it and then she takes time oh. off from doing the 911 calls and she comes back and then she gets another little girl. Yeah, I struggle with the 911. Yeah, that's what calls. I was saying. I was like, mm, I don't know if you want to watch it." No, I'll I'm I'd rather have the Backstreet Boys <laughs> song stuck in my head. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just keep singing that. Okay, we'll, keep, we'll go that way. <laughs> also, I really loved AJ. <laughs> he looked the most like a troll. <laughs> I mean, every like 90s and 2000s boy band had one member that looked like a troll. (laughs) See, I thought everybody didn't like Howie. Yeah, he also kind of looked like a troll. See, and I thought everybody else was cool. I'm not trying to be mean. They just like, I'm I'm being mean. I'm sorry. I'm going to stop talking now. Yeah, I'll continue. (laughs) So then after that, we have Candisha uh, on July 22nd, The Boy Behind the Door, July 29th there's so many names um teddy <laughs> august 5th uh bleed with me on august 10th and then jacob's wife cannot wait for jacob's wife yeah also um fangoria majorly failed because if you have a fangoria subscription mm-hmm. the cover that you got for this quarter had godzilla versus kong on it which was super boring but if you wanted to buy <laughs> just a normal version from like Barnes and Noble, mm-hmm. you got the super freaking rad Jacob's Wife co- cover. Oh, and I'm like legit. I have a subscription, and you guys should have got that one. And I got shafted, <laughs> dude. People came for them on the internet. I'm glad I wasn't the only one. <laughs> You're just in there eating your popcorn, looking at the comments. <laughs> oh, you better believe I was commenting. Oh, ooh, like, now I want to read. Like, why do I have this lame ass Godzilla cover? <laughs> When the badass Barbara Crampton Jacob's wife cover is in Barnes and Noble, I would have rather because your Fangoria subscription is like eighty bucks a year or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's not cheap, yeah. so I would have just rather bought my issues one off. But yeah, anyway, I digress. Well, but yeah, so be sure to um, check out Shutter and look out for these films coming up. Mm-hmm. They all sound wonderful, especially Amusement Park and Jacob's wife. I'm really excited about those and the call because it's totally like in the 80s let me tell you a story about the call that changed my destiny 
you, like you know I know every song anyway <laughs> <laughs> um, and then if you haven't seen it already uh, there is a brand new teaser trailer out right now for the fourth season of Stranger Things um, and it doesn't have a premiere, premiere date at this time but the footage is entirely set in the Hawkins and National Laboratory where uh, gifted children are being experimented on and one of them is 11 and it's sort of suggesting like maybe an origin uh story like in season four i don't know we'll see but in the teaser uh dr brenda says i have something very special planned for you and then he says 11 are you listening so check it out it's groovy yeah production's still going but uh we'll wait till we get a little you know release date i'm excited groovy so, following the success of the very first Blumfest last year, producer and Blumhouse head honcho Jason Blum has announced that a second Blumfest is all set to return on October 1st. I'm kind of excited to see this. Yeah, me too. Um, so, similar to last year, this is going to be entirely virtual. We have zero information on the panels. All of that is really tightly guarded right now. Um, and then last year's Blumfest was obviously held on October 30th and featured several panels they did one for freaky they did one for craft legacy and then also halloween kills so there will also be a conversation between jason blum and the head of amazon studios jennifer salk Ooh, yeah man so keep an eye out for the new blum fest and lastly sad news netflix has canceled the <gasps> sherlock holmes spinoff series the irregulars after just one i didn't season. even watch it yet <laughs> i didn't even make it all the way through yet and they already canceled it they already cancel it wow so, despite the show hitting netflix's top 10 list and also edged out falcon and the winter soldier in nielsen's weekly u.s streaming charts at the end of april that's so crazy like, crazy town right so for those of you that haven't seen it, it's an eight-part series that features characters from Sherlock Holmes by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Yes, it was a book, a series of books, actually. Um, but it has a supernatural young adult twist, and it came out on March 26th. So, unfortunately, don't get too emotionally invested because it'll be gone after this season. That's really sad. I know. I'm... Yeah, I'm very sad about that. Yeah, me too. Because I heard it. I heard. I mean, from you and from D. I liked it from what I watched so far. It's fun. And I hadn't started yet because I started watching um, the Nevers. Oh yeah, that's the other one. I and so watched. I'm like, and then now uh, a new season of Legendary starts. So now I'm <laughs> taking a break. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm terrible. I I switch around way too much. But well. Well, anyway, I'll still watch it. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> All right. Well, continuing on sharing some great uh, small businesses that we've been kind of noticing on Instagram and other places. And we also want to point out that we should still be supporting small businesses no matter what, because those big businesses don't need our money. Truth. They're good. Mm-hmm. They are so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if anybody that got hit hard during the pandemic are small businesses. So <laughs> now that we're kind of sort of getting out of it a little, we should still be supporting them to help them get back on their feet. So 
Yeah, man. Yeah. So the first one I wanted to share because I'm a fat kid um, <laughs> is bl- same friend. Yeah, I know. I can't help it. Is a Black Magic Cakery, and this is a shop that makes all the cute little spooky pastries. But also, um, if you go on their IG, they also have a cute little online store. And the link is um, in their profile um, on Instagram. And there's cute little pins, um, spooky, cute little cupcake stickers. Um, She has like this great sticker that says Spooky Moms Club. Cute. (laughs) It's really, really cute. So for moms out there, you probably love this, especially, you know, well, when this episode comes out, Mother's Day will have passed. But in case you need a late gift, there's something there. Um, But not only pastries and you know, she sells the pastries through Instagram um, and she'll ship them to you, actually. Or if you're in California and in the Covina area, you could probably hit her up and go local. But until then, check her out on Instagram and look at all the spooky, yummy little creations that she has. Yeah. I'm always hungry looking at her Instagram. I know. That's what I do. I'm like, I shouldn't be looking at this, but I'm look at it. <laughs> I might order it. Right. <laughs> Um, so the small business that I picked is Foolish Mortal Supply. I love them. I know, me too. I'm um, trying hard not to buy all the blankets they have. Oh man, <laughs> so freaking fun. So foolishmortalsupply.com is their website. It's not an Etsy store, so it's an actual website. And they have art, pins, and apparel for the macabre Disney lover. Oh, so um, cute. Yeah, so they have everything from Haunted Mansion themed stuff to Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean... Anything, literally anything and everything for the spooky Disney fans. Yeah. So be sure to check them out. Um, lots of great fun stuff and shop small. Yes. Save small exactly. businesses. I have to get the uh, Tower of Terror um, blanket they have. <gasps> be fun. It's really cute. Anyway. <laughs> I know. I keep I keep trying to stop myself from buying blankets because I'm like, so girl, you've got hard. so many. Blankets and throw pillows. Like, stop. I stop, know. Stop, girl. And I'm like, I don't even have a house yet. <laughs> decorative stuff (laughs) but trust me when you buy a house you know what the problem is you fill it with shit Mm -hmm. like you fill you you i mean buy for the space you live in i was like girl you know me (laughs) i got stuff that i don't even need in in the one room i'm in now (laughs) i know but then the problem is once you once you fill it you go through these waves of getting ridiculously stressed out because you realize you have too much stuff and then you Mm -hmm. get rid of a bunch of it. And then you, it's like this vicious cycle. Like once every three (laughs) years you get tired, it's like fucking Pennywise. Once every so often you get real tired of all the shit and you just get rid of all of it. And then you just slowly (laughs) accumulate again over the years. It's like, it's terrible. Oh boy. Yeah. So that's what you have to look forward to. Yeah. But chop small. Yep. Do it. Well, so today we wanted to continue with our haunted campuses. This one was so much fun to research. I really loved doing the Cal State Channel Islands. Oh, man. Hearing all the stories from everybody. scary (laughs) dairy. And it was cool, like, getting uh, some feedback from our fans with, you know, just things they've experienced. And and, um, I forget who suggested it. I'm so sorry. Someone sent that to us. Sent what? The suggestion to do the haunted campuses. Did they? Yeah. I don't think they did. I think we came up with that one on our own. Did we? Yeah, we did. Okay, I'm sorry. We're good! Anyway. We're that <laughs> I good! Sure, I want to make sure I wasn't forgetting about something. No, we're that good. <laughs> well, anyway, so we wanted to continue on with this because there's so many. 
Yes, there's there a lot. <laughs> pretty much every school has its own ghosts. Well, I mean, mm. some of them are just so old. Yeah, man. Like, especially the ones we're going to talk about today. <laughs> like, they're super old. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you want to go first? I sure can. Okay. So, I had so much fun researching this. I don't know which one I want to do first. I know. They're both really good. <sighs> Um, okay i think i'm gonna do okay so i'm gonna do east tennessee state university first okay um so for those of you who are or lovingly uh acronymed as etsu (laughs) so i'll give you a little just a brief history on etsu Mm -hmm. it is a public research university in johnson city tennessee i have no clue where that is i don't either it's someone who lives in Tennessee. Please tell me in relation to where that is for Nashville. Please. Wait, hold on. Back Wait. up. Please tell me where that is in relation to Nashville. There, there we is. go. That's <laughs> we're doing great. Um, so it's a part of the state university and community college system of Tennessee. Um, but it is governed by an institutional board of trustees. And as of May 2017, it is the largest, the fourth largest university in the state and has off-campus centers in nearby Kingsport, Elizabethton, and Seaverville. I hope I did that right. If not Seavervillians, I'm sorry. Um, So ETSU is classified among R2 doctoral universities, high research activity. Uh, It hosts the James H. Keelan College of Medicine, which is often ranked as one of the top schools in the United States for rural medicine and primary care education. Oh. Yep. And also has the Bill Gatton College of Pharmacy, the College of Nursing, and the College of Public Health, and the recently formed College of Clinical and Rehabilitative Health Sciences. Oh, that's cool. I I don't know why I never applied here. Yeah, I was going to say, this sounds like somewhere you would apply. This is so, and it's haunted? Come on. (laughs) You were like, take me. I did not know. Well, and I I totally could not afford, uh, I paid for college on my own, so I totally could not afford out-of-state tuition. But we'll just know. have to do the 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 Elwood's uh, acceptance video. Oh my god! Totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so they just let you in, right? <laughs> um, so some of the unique programs occlu- include an accredited program in bluegrass music, which is which oh. makes total sense. Um, I now I hate country music, but I actually love bluegrass. Bluegrass musicians are some of the most talented yeah. musicians on the face of the planet. I agree. They are incredible. Um, so includes accredited programs in bluegrass, old time and country music. Um, America's lone master's degree in storytelling. Oh. And the Appalachian Studies programs focused on the surrounding Appalachian region. That's really cool. They, I know. There's a master's degree in storytelling? Fuck yeah. How do I get that job? I know. I'm like, I feel like... We would both be really good at that. I feel like that would be so freaking fun. That's cool. I know. So, the, again, I had so much fun researching this, even though this week was a lot of late nights oh, working. Yeah, I, I still, like, had so much fun scrolling through my phone at night. Um, so, ETSU was actually founded as East Tennessee State Normal School in 1911 to educate teachers. Um, the K-12 through training school called University School operates to this day. 
Oh, great. Um, yep. So East Tennessee State officially became a college in 1925 when it changed its name to East Tennessee State Teachers College, subsequently gaining accreditation from the Southern Association of Colleges and Secondary Schools in 1927. There were a lot of syllables in that sentence. <laughs> For someone who's had a couple glasses of champagne, that was tough. We're, um, we're doing great. We're doing great. Um, so by 1930, the school's name actually changed again to East Tennessee State Teachers College, Johnson City. Um, And then in 1943, uh, it was expanded into a college with a range of liberal arts offerings, becoming East Tennessee's State College. So it ended up becoming East Tennessee State University in 1963, and that name it still holds today. And in 1973, Shellbridge became the president's official residence, president of the school. That is. Ah. Um, and then they actually announced plans to open a pharmacy, a college of pharmacy in 2005. Um, and full accreditation was finally granted in June of 2010. And shortly after the first class of Bill Gatton College of Pharmacy graduated. Okay. So, yeah, lots of um, cool history around this and i really love that it is a college of science whether it's you know pharmaceuticals nursing i'm i'm really sad that i did not know about this when i was applying yeah because i feel like this would definitely be one of the places that you would apply i totally would have (laughs) so super bummed that i didn't know about this so now let's talk about some ghosts it is said that ETSU founder and former school president Sidney Gilbreth still wanders around Gilbreth Hall. So uh, I'm actually going to use this acronym a couple of times. It's P T I T N P T I T N P T I T N, which stands for uh, like pa- Paranormal Technology Investigations Tennessee. Okay. TN abbreviated. So according to P. Titten, um, he's fondly named Uncle Sid, and he actually becomes more active during approaching thunderstorms, and he makes sure that all of the windows are closed and doors are shut. How considerate. <laughs> um, there have also been many reports from students and hear a man's voice telling them to get to class. And although he passed away in January of 1961, his spirit is still alive and well. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so then let's talk about Burleson Hall. Um, it has its own ghost story that uh, first started in the 1960s. Um, so Professor Christina Burleson, who taught Shakespeare, is said to actually haunt this building. So it, this was reported by P. Titten and Prairie Ghosts. Burleson contracted a chronic debilitating illness in the latter part of her life that left her wheelchair bound and depressed. Girl, I feel you. That would (laughs) not be ideal. (laughs) I was going to (laughs) say. Oh, and and, well, this part's really sad, actually. So because she ended up feeling like a burden to her family, she took her own life. And I know like that's heartbreaking to me. That's so sad. I know. So, she's actually a rather calm ghost. Okay. She's said to be seen following students or just watching them. Uh, And a portrait of David Sinclair. uh, There's actually a portrait of David Sinclair Burleson that hangs in the hallways. Uh, Those that knew him say that those actually aren't his eyes, but his daughter Christine's eyes. And the legend says that those eyes follow you as you walk by. 
That's wonderful. All right. <laughs> um, and then Mathis Hall is actually another haunted spot on campus. So the spirit there actually follows around maintenance workers while they're cleaning at night. Many of them have reported being followed by disembodied footsteps that stop whenever the staff member does. Another worker claimed that she, right? Another worker actually claimed that she heard mysterious crashing sounds from an upper floor while she was otherwise alone in the building. Oh, boy. Cooper Hall is also haunted. So the ghost that's there is said to be a very sad young woman. And she's the daughter of wealthy businessman George Carter, who had donated the land on which ETSU was built. Her name was Alice, or at least that's what the students call her. She ended up falling in love with a young man, but her parents actually refused to let them marry. So much of that going around. (laughs) And she took her own life by ingesting a lethal dose of rat poison. Oh, Uh uh-huh wow yep so george carter was grief stricken over the loss of his daughter and he immortalized her image in a stained glass window that was installed in the family home and when he died in 1936 the college purchased the house and named it cooper hall it was then opened as a dormitory for senior women it was then that the hauntings started so a female a female voice has been heard singing in the halls and unearthly screams sometimes fill the night objects disappear and turn up in other places some of the girls complained that they felt as if they were being watched oh boy right that's always a good sign right (laughs) i'm Um, like no thank you (laughs) no don't put me down for hauntings so most of these strange events actually um started in the vicinity of the stained glass window And later, when the house was abandoned, the window was removed, and it has since been lost. Stories of the haunting of Cooper Hall have continued for years, and even after the building was no longer used, all of these reports have continued, and a Johnson City historian named Ray Stahl was writing a story about the haunting and made this crazy discovery about the history of the house and the Carter family. George Carter had no daughter! Oh, boy. Right? Great. So so the only child of the Carters had been James Walter Carter. Although from photos of the time, he was a beautiful child with long flowing hair like a girl's. Uh Uh-huh. So apparently, yeah, his parents had never gotten over the fact that he had been a boy. Again, there's a lot of that going on with parents. <laughs> Stahl actually believes that Jimmy was the model for the stained glass window, but cannot argue the fact that generations of students and maintenance workers have had contact with some sort of spirit in the building. And after Cooper Hall was closed as a dormitory, it became an office space and a campus radio station. Several students and janitors encountered the ghost during this time period. And the building was actually finally torn down in 1984. And while university officials claimed that it was because the old building cost too much to renovate, many of the staff believe that the real reason was because uh, of the hauntings that occurred and according to them they could find no one who was brave enough to inhabit the place with the ghosts wow mm-hmm. yeah you would have definitely applied here oh i'm 100 100 um and there's 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 more there's more ghosts like, so, but wait there's but more wait, there's more so the most haunted place on campus is the lucille clements hall 
There are said to be multiple spirits in this building. One is a little boy with marbles. So, (laughs) yeah. So, uh, this is supposedly the ghost of a young boy who fell down an elevator shaft after dropping his marbles. Oh, He no. lost his marbles! <laughs> Peter, I lost my marbles. <laughs> sorry. I, I don't mean to laugh. That's... I know, that's... Sorry, sorry. We'll sage after. It's fine. We're gonna, I mean, we're gonna sage the hell out of this room. <laughs> um, so, the marble boy actually... Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I missed the best part. So... Uh, students have reported hearing sounds of marbles being spilled on the floor above them. But obviously, in f- true ghost fashion, when they go up to look, there's nobody there. So, <laughs> Marble Boy has company in Sink Girl, who is also <laughs> referred to as Lucy. She is supposedly responsible for the random and frequent shutting off of faucets throughout the building. Um, it's Moaning Myrtle. Totally Moaning Myrtle. <laughs> So, uh, these two are actually accompanied by ghosts of three passengers in a small airplane that crashed in the dormitory's parking lot in 1985. Oh, wow. Yeah, so the plane barely missed the hall, and all three passengers perished, clearly. And students that live in the dorm have reported their TVs searching through channels by themselves. The elevator opens and shuts when nobody's there. Um, and a soda bottle has been sent flying. There's been a woman spotted looking over you while you sleep and a man that disappears after speaking to you. <laughs> and All the things I want in life. Right? <laughs> so, last but not least... The last of the spooky haunts is the campus center building. So there have been reports that have circulated for years that the Quilin School of Medicine used to use the basement of this building as a morgue, which actually this is in common with the other school that I picked. Ah, um, it's always the morgue. It's There's always a morgue on campus. <laughs> so Alex, there's a, a student specifically named Alex Scott who reported some several firsthand creepy experiences of in that campus center building so now let's talk about this was my main selling point for picking this school (laughs) there is a group that does ghost tours called appalachian ghost tours this is amazing and they do a they have a series of different tours that they do but one of them is a walking ghost tour of etsu Oh. Yes, and it actually departs from the Carnegie Hotel over in Johnson City, Tennessee. Oh, wow. It is a two to three, each tour is two to three hours and is usually a pretty gentle walk, Um, but you totally get your money's worth doing it. They have group rates available, and the best part, they have a Bigfoot tour. (gasps) Yes. That's cool. You can go squatching with these folks. I've kind of always secretly wanted to do that. I haven't. <laughs> I, I have I have a feeling that we won't find anything, but I don't know. I just wanted to. You cannot see. debunk it. <laughs> you know, just sometimes it's nice to see how other people's you know oh how gosh. other people live. I worked with a guy <laughs> who was like crazy into UFOs for a long time, and he just and it's don't get me wrong. I one hundred percent believe in aliens. Mm-hmm. I would absolutely do um especially after all of and for those that didn't know in the united states there was a stimulus bill that was passed during covid (laughs) and it's fine print to make sure that people actually read what they were signing there was something put in the bill about declassifying government knowledge of aliens well when the bill passed nobody fucking read it and nobody took any of that stuff out so all of this information on ufos and 
stuff from Roswell. I mean, you name it was all declassified. So there have been a ton of, there's a really great documentary. My favorite one that I watched, cause I've watched all the alien documentaries in quarantine. Cause what else was I going right. to do? <laughs> uh, my favorite one was the phenomenon that you can rent on Amazon prime. It was so good. And it wasn't like the crazy guy that goes down the rabbit hole and conspiracy theories and stuff. It's actual scientists that collected data, collected things from crash sites, saw things. Um, So I 100% believe in UFOs. But anyway, I digress. So this guy was like mega into UFOs and then he discovered Bigfoot. And now all he does on his weekends now that he's retired is he goes squatching. That's amazing. It's it's something. Like what you doing? Squatching. Squatching. That should be a shirt. Right? That Scratching. really should be a shirt. <laughs> That's cool. I know. So that is ETSU, East Tennessee State University. Amazing. I wish I would have gone there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, the first one I picked is New York University. Yeah. I actually applied to go here. And then when I realized how much it was, Dude. I went to Michigan. Anyway. <laughs> Which also has its own creepiness. I mean, just from me going there anyway. If we do a part three. Oh, Michigan, mega haunted. I will talk about my experience. It is mega haunted. <laughs> but I um, actually applied and I did get in, but it was too expensive. It's way expensive. But I was going to go. But good thing I did it because that's when 9-11 happens. Oh, snap. <laughs> and I would have been right there. Snap, girlfriend. So just saying. And if anybody was there, I was praying for you because that was some scary stuff mm-hmm. and you were right in the mix of it so if i hope you survived mm-hmm. if you're listening um but anyway so just a little background uh nyu is a private uh research university in new york city and it was chartered in 1831 by the new york state legislator and uh nyu was founded by a group of new yorkers led by then secretary of the treasury uh, like of the treasury, the treasury. <laughs> albert gallatin <clears throat> and then in 1832 the initial non-denominational all-male institution began its first first all-male all-male <laughs> i wanted to point that out <laughs> here are the all-male nominees mm-hmm. yeah uh, yeah anyway <laughs> but they uh, began its first classes near city hall based on a curriculum focused on a secular education naturally uh-huh. <laughs> and then the university later moved and has maintained its main campus in greenwich village surrounding washington square park but was forced to sell its university university heights campus in the bronx in 1973 i mean this place was like everywhere (laughs) um but uniquely many of nyu's residence halls are converted apartments this was like the one thing why i wanted to stay (laughs) i wanted to go to nyu (laughs) it's because of the dorms and the you know all the residence halls like they look really cool so they're basically converted apartments uh, apartment complexes or old hotels which you know i'm into (laughs) um but uh in general nyu residence halls receive favorable ratings like that's why like a lot of people want to go there because they're like very opulent. Opulent. Many of the rooms are spacious and contain uh, amenities considered rare mm. for individual college residence hall rooms, such as kitchens, lavatories, <laughs> like your own lavatory, lavatory. <laughs> uh, living rooms and common areas. It's really nice. Well, it's so damn expensive. Exactly. Because you're paying for all that exactly (laughs) um 
NYU is organized into 10 undergraduate schools, including the College of Arts and Science, the Gallatin School, Steinhardt School, Stern School of Business, Tandon School of Engineering, and the Tisch School of Arts, which I was going to go into. No, a lot of people have gone there. A lot of famous yes. people have gone there. I wanted to, but... Here so expensive. I know. It, I, I'd, I'd probably be paying it in, in my grave. Um, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to get to that point anyway. Um, <laughs> and there's also 15 graduate schools, and that includes the Grossman School of Medicine. They have a school of law, the Wagner Wagner, <laughs> Wagner uh, Graduate School of Public Service, School of Professional Services, School of Social Work, the Rory Myers School of Nursing, and Silver School of Social Work. And just a few like little uh, notable alumni, um, good old Robert Mueller. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, if you haven't read that, <laughs> then you then you don't know who this guy is. So mm-hmm. anyway, Chelsea Clinton went there. Uh, good old Spike Lee. Uh, Chloe Zhao went there. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know that. I had to look that up. That was cool. Uh, Tom Ford, uh, Adam Sandler. Alec Baldwin, Alan Menken. Good old Alan Menken. Yeah. And uh, my my idol, Martin Scorsese. And there's like tons more. Um, I was going to mention some other people, but like, I don't know where everybody is on the political scale. So I'm going to leave that alone. It's a real long list. (laughs) And it's long. It's a real long list. It's really long. But I thought I'd just kind of give some little tidbits and yeah. And then get into the spooky stuff. Mm -hmm. So here we are. (laughs) So Haunted and My You. So the first haunted place that I have discovered is Brittany Hall. So as I mentioned, uh, many of the dorms at NYU used to be old hotels or old apartment buildings. So basically, like, you know, they like that because, you know, it kind of gives that like nice, you know, warm, welcoming, but comes with, you know, all the spooky stuff that happened when mm-hmm. it was a hotel or an apartment. So, so uh, Brittany Hall, a, a first year residence hall built in 1929. It was originally a hotel. And since its opening, many guests have gone in and out of the building, but one young child never left. <laughs> it's always one child. <laughs> um, that guest is Molly. And Aww. I know such a great name. Anyway. Um, and she was a um a young girl who nearly 90 years ago uh lost her life in that very building that now holds about 500 college freshmen yay you gotta, you gotta, you gotta start desensitizing them right. to welcome the to nyu early. there's a ghost named molly have fun bye uh, <laughs> But allegedly during the construction of the hotel, Molly was playing in the hallway with her dolls when she lost her balance and fell down an elevator shaft. Oh, what a terrible way to go. And died. Like, why are the elevators just open? I don't know, man. Like, they don't have anything blocking them off, nothing. No, or the stuff like when the counterweights break and, oh, God. You know, like, this is why I don't like elevators. No, I don't either. I get terrified every time I go on one. You may not, like, see it on my face but i'm terrified i always try to take the stairs when i can but anytime i have to go to new york for work or vegas because Mm -hmm. vegas has all the high-rise hotels anytime i have to go to new york or vegas for work which is like all the freaking time pre-covid it's it screws me up because i hate getting on those elevators should have seen me going up the elevator on the stratosphere going to the top Ooh, that one's a doozy. I was in the corner and like I kept getting smaller and smaller. Well, the, the stratosphere <laughs> is the reason that I hate like the the shooty droppy 
roller coasters because that traumatized me. You went on that? Oh, yeah. Big shot. Oh, no. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. And you wonder why I'm so weird. <laughs> that traumatized me. When somebody asked me if I wanted to get that, I'm like, no, I'd like, like nah, to live. Thanks. <laughs> that's why. That's why. It, uh, what was that thing we went to? Not Scary Farm. Mm-hmm. The last time we went and we took our gal pals, uh, Nicole and Daniela. Mm hmm. And last time we went and Nicole wanted to go on that. And Nicole, I love you. You're so freaking brave. Uh, Nicole wanted to go on the one that goes over and then like holds you over vertical. And oh, yeah. Didn't goes, I get on that with her? Because I've been did. on it. Yeah. You brave souls went on it. Daniela and I were smart and we sat on the ground and ate muffins. <laughs> you know what? Like, this apple cider muffin I mean, bomb diggity If right I would have known you were getting muffins. <laughs> I might have would have stayed, but also I'm not going to leave my girl Nicole hanging because I've been on that ride. You took one for the team. Yeah. Well, you're welcome. Mm. I've been on it before, so it was, it was okay, but it was still uh, scary again. No, that thing in Supreme Scream. Nope. 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 I've also been. Oh, and you guys went on Accelerator. Yep. Yep. Sat eating my muffin. Yeah. I don't know why I did that again. I'll be down here. Because I had the same feeling like I did last time. Like I wanted to throw up. Mm -hmm. Anyway. And I was like, I gotta hold on to my weave, girl. Because <laughs> that thing just shot me off. <laughs> I thought I was gonna get off the ride with like no hair. Was your weave like sideways? <laughs> no, good thing that it was glued on. I make sure before I go anywhere. I'm sorry, everybody's learning a lot about me today. <laughs> oh my god, Craig. <laughs> It's hold on to my weave <laughs> sorry I'm I don't want to segue into another like funny like wig story but anyway <laughs> there's so many <laughs> the last one was I was wearing like a cute red wig on a uh, ghost rider oh that was a mistake <laughs> my picture is like me holding my head <laughs> holding my hair <laughs> like it's that meme there's like it says like there's there's a lot of things that you should hold on to and it's a girl going down the slide one of those the really big water slides yeah, yeah, yeah. and she's holding her boobs but then in the next picture you see her her weave like trailing <gasps> behind her oh no. but it's just so funny and there's she says, the meme says there's just some things that you should hold on to oh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway i know oh my gosh (laughs) anyway getting back to molly (laughs) so molly yes so she fell down the elevator elevator shaft and she died so her body was never recovered or recorded to be found sorry and leaving the haunting question of whether or not her spirit ever passed over probably not um many residents though throughout the years have had experience that say she is still in the dorm haunting the halls and looking for playmates mm. welcome freshman right. come play with molly and ever there's an elevator shaft come jump with me oh, anyway no. <laughs> sorry too soon too um soon. <laughs> um but there's other reports that molly um they hear her knocking on a dorm room and in the middle of the night and like people open their doors and then there's nothing uh there's taps on the wall and then they hear quiet humming throughout the building late at night and then the floors creak like no other and it's and of course there's no one there and then of course they said it is always cold in there but none of the windows are ever open because you know snow but they said they have heaters that go on and it's still freezing i believe it 
I'm like, no, thank you. Nope. <laughs> That's what I felt like at the Queen Mary. Um, <laughs> but and then um, many of the people, including building inspectors, say that the noises and the walls are in the floor. They just say it's oh, it's just due because the building's old yeah whatever yeah uh-huh okay. <laughs> they say the pipes are just loud and clanky and that the vents are just like tattered or, or rusty it's like okay they're like we can debunk this <laughs> <laughs> they're like you you guys there's nobody there you're just imagining this but anyway so that is Brittany hall and good old story about molly and then we have br- the brown building mm-hmm. and on so a little story so on March 25th, 1911, shortly after the, the bell had rung to signal the end of the workday, a fire broke out on the eighth floor of what uh, was then called the Ash Building. And this was at uh, Green Street and Washington Place for those of you who know New York very well. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but the, the fire quickly spread to the ninth and 10th floor engulfing the whole triangle uh, shirtwaist factory. So that's what it was. And where um, hundreds of workers, mostly women, um, you know, toiled daily at sewing machines to produce the ready to wear blouses popular at that time. Uh, the doors of the triangle factory exits were locked to prevent employee theft and unauthorized breaks. So you can authorized breaks. Yeah. <laughs> Smoke break. Um <laughs> we just had that conversation. <laughs> Y'all wanna know why there are so many crazy labor laws now? This is why, because people locked people in. <laughs> this is why. Right. So as the flames made the Green Street uh stairway impassable, workers crowded into a single rickety fire escape, which soon collapsed. Others climbed to the roof or crammed into an elevator that quit working um after a few trips in the heat so basically the incident like totally shocked the city um newspapers um from yiddish uh forverts to the new york times became outlets for grief and anger as the bodies of the victims mostly italian jewish immigrants some of them girls as young as 14 were laid out at a makeshift morgue at the 26th street pier for their families to identify I remember hearing about this. Yes. This is really sad. <laughs> like, just imagine, like, you're going to the pier to find a body, your body of your family. I can't... I can't even imagine that. Uh-huh. So, um, NYU came to own a piece of that history when Frederick Brown donated the building to the university in 1929. So, the Brown Building houses the chemistry and biology departments of NYU. So, students have said to have heard screams leaving late, uh, leaving late from the research spaces, or seeing people jumping from the building at night. Oh. <laughs> That's so sad. Yeah. And also they see like a group of women kind of like hanging outside the building. Like they're like shivering and they're, you know, kind of dressed in like, you know, the early like 1900s, like clothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's creepy. So sad. <laughs> they're like, yeah, a bunch of people died and burned in this building. But here, let's house our chemistry and biology departments. <laughs> like, ugh. I don't know. That's, oh. it's so tragic. And they're just like, but you can use this. It's oh. fine. 
It's totally fine. <laughs> I don't know why they do these things. <laughs> and then, of course, there is good old Washington Square Park. Yep. Yep. I was going to say, you probably know something about this. Yep. So, Washington Square Park is built on top of at least 20,000 burials. Yep. Yes. So, and most of these bodies were not dis- disinterred, so they still remain under the grass and concrete. Mm-hmm. It's so lovely. Yep. They're like, oh, look at the cemetery. Let's build a park. Oh, what's it? It's like, uh, is it Heart Island? Mm, Heart yep. Island's off the court. Yeah, same mm-hmm. thing. It's like, there's all kinds of stuff there, but there's tens of thousands of people buried there. It's like, what's wrong with people? <laughs> so, in the 18th century, there was a church cemetery and a city's uh, city potter's field, so the public burial site, where the poor criminals and the sickly were buried. Like Heart Island. Yep. It, it like pretty much the same uh 25 individuals were discovered inside a vault at the park uh this discovery shows that the church plots may have contained large vaults instead of individual burials or uh burials in trenches so washington park was first name uh, was first named the washington military parade ground after george washington in 1826 the park hosted the National Jubilee of the 50th anniversary of the Declaration of Independence and is now home of an additional park house, dog uh, dog park, play area, comfort station. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm like, I have do no idea. Have, do they have like couches and stuff? I don't know. I'm totally, I don't know. I'm thinking like maybe for mothers, like breastfeeding thing. Oh, they got a boob room? <laughs> yes I, I don't know i'm just oh, guessing that's but what i call it at work i call it the boob room the boob room <laughs> if you want to go see boobs go here if you need to go pump yeah <laughs> well that's what i'm just thinking maybe that's what it is oh sorry please excuse it could me. be a connotation for something else i don't know people find comfort in other things anyway mm-hmm. um and then also there's a many performers around there and artists that share their talents um but people have seen a woman in white i mean that's very popular for any location that had a cemetery in it um and then they hear uh random screams at night in the park creepy way creepy it's very creepy but i mean this is what happens when you try to build something (laughs) on the top of like where a bunch of people are buried so Mm -hmm. there you are so that's nyu Good old NYU. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm still sad I didn't really get to go there, but, you know, at the same time, I'm I'm happy with my education. <laughs> well, um my second school that I picked is Neighbors with your school. Ah. I yep. picked Fordham University. I'm so glad you picked this one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> this like, is a good one. <laughs> so freaking haunted. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so it was originally uh established by John Hughes who was a coadjutor, coadjutor bishop. Anyway, it's an archbishop, apparently. Uh, When he was the archbishop of New York, he established Fordham as St. John's College on June 24th of 1841. And this was considered a daring and dangerous undertaking at the time, not least because he initially lacked funds to purchase the land where he saw a university taking root. Um. So he understood that education is the key to 
first class citizenship for immigrants and successes for all. Now, this is so some of this I pulled from the campus's website. So shocker. This is what I pulled from the campus's right. website. <laughs> um, and then there's some other stuff that I pulled from other sources, finding out, finding all the hauntings and stuff. So uh, he was determined to establish the first Catholic institution of higher education in the northeastern United States. Thus, a small college in a farming village was transformed into the Jesuit University of New York. Oh. So, inspired by the Archbishop's spirit, thousands and thousands of students and faculty of alumni have come together through the years, all in a shared pursuit of wisdom. Sounds so lovely. So, fun fact, Edgar Allan Poe's house is actually located, or was located, in the Bronx, a mile away from Fordham University's Rose Hill campus. And the bells that ring universe or the bells at university church ring every Sunday at 11 a.m. 11 times to signal the start of a new service. So supposedly Edgar Allan Poe was friendly with the Jesuits and often was often on the Fordham campus, then called St. John's College. So Fordham's bells are said to have inspired his poem, The Bells. Hear the tolling of the bells. Iron oh. bells. Yep. So there's a... I didn't know that. Yeah, neither did I do. That's so cool. I know. <laughs> so there's actually a plaque on the outside of Unity University Church, which explains the history behind Edgar Allan Poe's inspiration. So I learned something. Um, and Fordham's not the only Jesuit university in New York City, but it is the third oldest university in New York City. Uh, it has two campuses, one in Rose Hill at the Bronx and Lincoln Center in Manhattan. I have been to Lincoln Center. I have not been to Rose Hill. Um, I no disrespect to any of our listeners in New York. I try to stay out of the Bronx. I only go to the Bronx <laughs> if I have meetings at Yankee Stadium. Otherwise, I stay out. Um, unbeknownst to most, uh, it is also one of the most haunted college campuses in America. Yep. Um, mostly the Rose Hill campus. So, although I'm kind of bummed, like maybe I should go to the Rose Hill one if it's may if it's <laughs> mega haunted. So each location has its own various hauntings, um, but the Rose Hill location is actually the original site. Um, so it's got more history and more hauntings. And when Fordham students aren't being taunted by ghosts, there's actually a lot of really cool different things. So in one of the buildings, there is a replica of the Sistine Chapel that is painted on the ceiling. There's like an underground pizza parlor there's that's cool there's like so many cool hidden little gems about fordham and i'm like well shit now i gotta go (laughs) so a couple of fun facts and the the main reason why i pick this um is because of well i'll i'll get to that i'm not gonna jump ahead of myself stay on track morgan so First up is Dealey Hall, which is at the Rose Hill campus, and uh, people have always dreaded 830 classes. So back, this building actually dates back to 1867 when it was used as an armory. Oh. And it is one of the last remaining armories in New York City. So the building was expanded in 1891 and later on again. And currently it houses the psychology and humanities departments. And uh, most important to Fordham students, it is actually an on-campus Starbucks location. Um, and <laughs> Everybody's got to have Starbucks. Right? <laughs> Strangely enough, 
Fordham has its very own cemetery on the Rose Hill campus right by University Church. That's not creepy. Uh, Not creepy at all. So the cemetery is dedicated to upstanding Jesuit brothers, priests, scholastics, and sons of St. Ignatius Loyola that have passed away. Uh, The first burial actually dates back to 1847, and the last one was in 1909. And since then, the tombstones have been replaced by low granite markers, boring (laughs) i get why they do it they're too hard to mow the lawn around but i think it looks cooler with them all sticking up so the real reason why i picked this college is because you may recognize the famous hughes hall from the exorcist yep so scenes from the exorcist were filmed in the basement of hughes hall giving it such an eerie history and the building has since been modernly renovated and is now the base camp for all fordham students enrolled in the competitive gabelli school of business um with polished siding and glass doors new emerging media rooms one would have never guessed that a horror movie was filmed here it is also the the home of a ghost child Students have reported seeing a small boy aimlessly wandering the halls, and additionally, locked doors have been known to fly open seemingly of their own accord. No, thank you. No, thank you. (laughs) So, Finley Hall. This one uh, is the creepiest and this is actually what it has in common with my first school etsu so finley hall is a dormitory building for upperclassmen at fordham and it's known for its fancy triple style bedrooms that include a loft and a spiral staircase uh super super pretty if you haven't seen pictures of them i highly recommend um however it was before it was a dorm it was used as a medical school building and supposedly it was used as a morgue oh yeah so supposedly the lofts and many of the current bedrooms were used by students to stand and watch dissections of cadavers that took place below and they all the cadavers were stored in this basement also used as the morgue and fordham students claim that in the middle of the night the this is so creepy they feel (laughs) a cold grip on their throats like someone trying to choke them out um and they've also reported uh, tugging on their toes as if they're being toe tagged as a cadaver oh my god is that creepy oh my god do not fuck with my feet while i'm sleeping it will not end well no thank you no um (laughs) And then there's O'Hare Hall, which is also haunted. A construction worker actually had a heart attack there and fell while the building was being built. And multiple students have reported hearing construction noises late at night, even when there are no construction projects happening. (laughs) Yeah, super creepy. (laughs) And uh, Loyola Hall is home to, quote unquote, the best room on campus, according to Father Joseph McShane. Um, So while that might be, there's actually much more going on here so it's got a the reason why it's called the best room on campus is because apparently he's got a great view of the city um so the view is beautiful uh but there are many similarities to the loyola and the o'hare halls oh okay um so construction noises are often heard even though there's no work being done and it always happens at night um there are also accounts of students witnessing unexplained poltergeist type activity so closet doors <laughs> opening and closing on their own uh footsteps i mean you name it it's crazy town creepy yep. <laughs> 
So that is Fordham University in the Bronx and Manhattan. Um, but the Rose Hill campus in the Bronx is the one that's super haunted. This is so cool. I know. I had so much fun doing my research this week. Well, okay. Well, you're, you're already going to know why I picked my next one. <laughs> I picked Transylvania University. Get it, girl. <laughs> but it's not here. <laughs> or, or, but it's here. It's not in Transylvania. Right. Exactly. And I just had to find out how they got their name. Because, it, it, like, it came up, like, I was doing the research and, you know, just in general of, like, okay, there's all these, you know, haunted schools. And then I saw this one pop up. I'm like, hmm, I think I need to look further into this. <laughs> so, they, uh, so, Transylvania University, they also call it Transy. I don't like that. I really don't like that. Yeah. A lot of students that go there, when you hear them talk about the school, they say Transy University. I do d- dislike. Or Transy U. Dislike. And so I already have a problem with it. I dislike. <laughs> and also it has nothing to do with Dracula. Anyway, <laughs> so two problems. <laughs> and the third, there's ghosts. Um Anyway, so Transylvania University, I'm going to just call it TU, is a private TU. Well, at least it's not TNA. Um, (laughs) It's a uh, private university in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, It was founded in 1780, and it was the first university in Kentucky, which I thought was kind of cool. Interesting. Yes. (laughs) It offers 36 major programs, as well as dual degree engineering programs, and is accredited by the Southern Association of Colleges and Schools. Interesting. And its medical program graduated 8,000 physicians by 1859. That's a lot. Yeah. I was going to say for that time, that's a lot. That's a lot. But... Yeah. (laughs) So while many people seem to associate the name Transylvania, obviously with scary Romanian castles full of blood sucking vampires, (laughs) that is not uh, the name's origin. Um, And actually, uh, Bram Stoker's uh, Dracula was not even published um, until um, TU had been up and running for almost 117 years. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was interesting that people still think it's, you know, <laughs> like Dracula lives there. <laughs> I mean, I would still think that anyway. It doesn't matter. So Transylvania's name, it actually means across the woods in Latin. Did not know that. Yeah, and it stems from the university's founding in the heavily fostered region of Western Virginia. West, Sorry, wine or champagne. Anyway, (laughs) Western Virginia, known as the Transylvania Colony. What kind of a goth am I that I didn't know all this? (laughs) And that uh, existed briefly between 1775 and 1776 in the South and Western Kentucky. I love it. Yeah, I was like, okay, that's cool. I like that. I dig it, yo. It means across the woods. I'm still going to say Dracula. It's fine. (laughs) and by 19 um, 19 by 1799 the institution was called transylvania university and by 1818 the new uh, a new main building was constructed for students uh classes that building actually burned down in 1829 and the school was moved to its present location which is uh north of third street uh the old morrison 
the only campus building at the time was constructed 1830 between 1830 and 1834 under the supervision of Henry Clay, who taught law and was a member of Transylvania's board. I want to be a member of Transylvania's right? board. How do I get that job? <laughs> I'm like, how, how do I sign up? <laughs> how do I get that job? I know. <laughs> so, and then after 18, uh, 1818, the university included a medical school, a law school, a divinity school, and a college of arts and sciences. Mm. Yeah. So cool. So in 1988, Transylvania University experienced an infringement on the institution's trademark when Hallmark cards began selling Transylvania University t-shirts. The product uh, developed for the Halloween season was intended to be a novelty item uh, purporting to be uh, college wear from the fictional Count Dracula's alma mater. Oh, God. <laughs> So when contacted by Transylvania University, Hallmark admitted that they were not aware of the Kentucky-based institution and recalled all unsold product immediately. Oh. I know. I was like, I wasn't old enough. Damn. <laughs> I was like, eight, 1988, I was... I was five. I was born. Oh, <laughs> yeah! Go '88. Over here, I'm like, hey, I came out in that year. <laughs> oh yeah, literally. Well, they got rid of the shirt after you were born. <laughs> oh, I, I wish I was. I wish I could find that shirt somewhere. I've been like, I bet ah, you. I bet you. Shirt. I bet you. Someone on eBay has it. Ooh. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and sarah is on the ebay search okay well as you're looking that up you're gonna love this so there is a week-long celebration of halloween <gasps> by students known as the raffinesque week and this is in honor of the 19th century botanist inventor and transylvania professor constantine raffinesque i hope that's how he pronounces his name I'm trying to think. Oh my God. French ish. But anyway. So the university ends October with a unique combination of activities, including a lottery for four students to win the chance to spend the night in Raffinesque's tomb. And yes, he is buried on the campus. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> It's not Ew. creepy. So the steps of Old Morrison are lined with pumpkins carved by the students, faculty, staff, and members of the community around Halloween for what is called pumpkin mania. <laughs> this is so great. This is up my alley. <laughs> and in honor of Professor Raffinesque, the downstairs grill in the Mitchell Fine Arts Building is called the the Raffskeller, and Raff kind of like a pun on the word Raffskeller. I don't know what that is. <laughs> if only there's a way we can find I know. That. I was like, I don't know what the Rathskeller is. I'm sure it's probably another word for a fancy grill. I'm assuming. It's German for council cellar and name German speaking countries for a bar or restaurant located below the basement of oh. City Hall. Well, there you go. That makes sense. And there's a thing, you know, there it is. And now we know. So, um, a few notable alumni that, I mean, I just picked a few because there was a lot of like uh, Confederate soldiers. There was the Confederate let's, presidents. Let's not. <laughs> let's so not. I'm like, ah, I could 
pass on this. <laughs> sorry, sorry for anybody who's offended by that. Um, this, but this got nothing to do with politics. This is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a long list though i'll yeah. just say that uh so lee rose who's a famous basketball coach he went there albert benjamin happy uh, Sh- uh chandler who is the national baseball commissioner uh actor ned Beatty. ned Beatty, i didn't yeah. know that he went to transylvania you freaking cool man <laughs> um actor gil rogers uh george shannon who was a part of the lewis and clark expedition interesting yeah so just a few but there's like tons of people in history in the south <laughs> lots of people going to school <laughs> yeah so it was actually very like just very w- well known back then anyway so getting into the haunted stuff the ghosts so as i was talking about the raffinesque week um so kind of getting a little bit more into that so i'm going to talk about the old morrison building and this is actually where uh constantine raffinesque is buried that's not creepy Uh -uh. it's fine so raffinesque was a professor of botany at tu in 1819 uh he people have described him as being incredibly eccentric and they say he was um, when he was a professor he rarely went home and he spent a good portion of his life on campus he was just very very busy and actually a lot of people didn't really care for him i mean (laughs) they can't all be winners well but like you know botany kind of weird it's like a oh so he's like pr- professor sprout pretty much got it yeah a little eccentric that's fine mm-hmm. it's fine uh so while uh it might have only been rumor then but the fact uh that raffinus never leaves the campus these days well it's true because you know he is buried there he is in the old morrison building it's a creepy brick room and and actually as i mentioned before that's where the four lucky students get picked for the lottery and they get to spend the night there on halloween night i mean (laughs) but here but here's the kicker (laughs) so uh raffinesque put a curse on the university after being kicked off the teaching staff following a rumor that he had slept with the college president's wife Ooh, scandal i know i was like the drama <laughs> get out get out that drama mean <laughs> sleeping with the president's wife um i mean maybe she was into botany <laughs> right. chicks dig plants right <laughs> Might have been growing some love potion in there. Who knows? Love potion number nine. <laughs> <laughs> so great. So, uh, w- one of the things that they think had came from the curse uh, began with fires and strange things happening all over campus. So, uh, in the 1920s, uh, TU fought to acquire his remains after the cemetery he was buried at was destroyed, thinking this would put a stop to the curse. No. (laughs) No, it did not. (laughs) So, on January 27th, 1969, a fire swept the newly restored building, leaving only exterior walls standing according... And this is according to the National Register of Historic Places nomination form. Uh, Daniel 
Daniel Barefoot in his Haunted Halls of Ivy points out that a little more survived. The crypt of Raffiness was completely untouched by fire. Creepy! (laughs) Even more, he reports that firefighters saw the figure of a man standing in the doorway of the crypt while the fire raged around. Hell no! Hell no! And then, so the old Morrison was restored and still stands a symbol uh, a symbol of the school though odd things still happen uh, a security guard recently um said that he is claimed to have tripped by a, he, he has claimed that he was tripped by something in the dark hall Ugh. i'm good <laughs> i'm fine with ghosties just leave me the hell alone don't try to trip me don't pull my hair i know like <laughs> don't don't tag my toe with a toe tag in the in the mortuary just Mm-mm. You do your thing, I'll do mine, and we'll be good. <laughs> so creepy. But uh, Raffinesque is not the only one that haunts Old Morrison. There's also a story of Betty Gal Brown. Okay. Yes. So, uh, back in 1960s, uh, Betty Gal Brown was a, st- a student, and she was mysteriously killed in her car in front of Old Morrison. Uh, her bra was used as a strangling device, but medical <gasps> no. reports proved she was not molested in any way, How sad. and nothing of note in her car was stolen. Mm. Yeah, so there, there's much speculation. I can't talk today. I'm sorry. Um, there's much uh, speculation on the specifics surrounding her case. Notably, no killer was ever convicted. Yeah, and there, um, there were many suspects in the case. Uh, a local, a local drunk even confessed to the murder, but had an alibi that proved he hadn't. I don't know why. Like, why do you confess to things if you didn't do it? Because you cry, cry. <laughs> like that's just so weird to me. Like I'm crazy, and I just want to spend the rest of my life in jail or get the death penalty. You know, choices. <laughs> but um, many even believe that her mother killed her. Oh, snap. Yeah, but the fear of not knowing who killed her led to citywide fear in young students. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah, you think? She got strangled with her bra. Mm-hmm. Like, that's... Not yeah. about it. <laughs> so the unknown killer became much like a boogeyman in the eyes of students. And, yeah, and still, they think it's kind of part of the, the Raffinesque curse, but who knows? But Ugh. it wasn't in the building. It was outside the building, <laughs> so... Ugh um also kind of surrounding the school there is the gratz park inn so uh this the gratz park inn actually used to be uh the lexington clinic so with construction beginning in 1916 and 1916 excuse me and opening its doors to the public in 1920 this structure is one of the few 20th century structures in the historic district and among the founders of the clinic was uh dr waller bullock husband of minnie who resided in the bodley bullock house which is just down the street and um actually the uh one of the presidents from transylvania university used to live in this building Mm. Yes, but the building served as a clinic until 1958 when they moved it to another building. The building was then used as the offices of an engineering firm, which closed its doors in 1976. So the, the building remained vacant until it was bought and renovated for use as an inn in 1987. And it now ranks as one of the top inns in the region. 
interesting. But a lot of people, when they're coming to visit the school, they stay here. And so that's why I wanted to talk about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so among the inn's non-paying guests <laughs> <laughs> are three spirits. A young girl, a man, and the classic lady in white. It's always the lady in white. Yes. So the little girl is described... Uh, described differently in two sources. So um, the Jamie Millard article names her little Annie and states she uh, plays quietly with her doll on the third floor. And then Alan Brown uh, mentioned in his Haunted Kentucky book, he calls her Lizzie. (laughs) I'm like, how do they come up with these names? Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. And says her voice is most commonly heard laughing and playing, though she did not crawl, though she did crawl in bed with a guest. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then as when they uh, when they talk about the the other two spirits, so they say John, who's the man, is kind of a humorous spirit. And then there's the lady in white, and apparently she's looking for something or someone. That's usually the case. Yep. Trying to track people down. Yeah. So, yeah. That's good old Transylvania University. No vampires. I'm sad. <laughs> I know. You would have thought that. Lots of, lots of Civil War stories, though. That's for sure. Yep. <laughs> so, no wonder it's so creepy. <laughs> Way creepy. Yeah. Uh, there's, if you look it up, you definitely they have like an a tour actually um that you can take it's not open right now obviously but uh, there was mentioned they do like a walking tour and they talk about a, a lot of the university being kind of like locations where they had soldiers so a lot of students see like you know old confederate soldiers like walking around and yeah it's creepy school so creepy but yeah that's it <laughs> That's it for me. Well done, friend. <laughs> I really wanted to talk about that school because I was just like, this is very cool. <laughs> it has nothing to do with Count Dracula, but it's fine. I love it. It's good. Great. Yeah. Well, that, that does, was fun. That was fun. This was this one was super fun to research. I love uh, I I love researching haunted schools and haunted places, and I'm just I'm really sad that I didn't know about. East Tennessee University. Yeah. I'm going to say, I honestly have never heard of it. Nope. Because there's so many. There's <laughs> like, so how many do we schools. get to them all? <laughs> Gotta catch them I know. All. I was just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. I hope we get to do a, a part three, because I feel like there's so much more that we need to talk about i agree there's still creepy schools out there that we need to talk about and if you know of any please email us the squaggles at gmail.com and we also have a little contact form on our website the squaggles.com <laughs> i got it right this time um and let us know and if you've if you are actually currently students even though i, I don't think anybody's on campus right uh i think actually schools are back open now okay well if you are on campus and you are attending any of these universities please send us in your stories or if you've been to these areas and know a little bit uh you know something about the history of them uh, please send us stuff yeah we want to read all of your creepy dark stories we love it we really do we want to sage the room after we read it oh yeah but but (laughs) we're gonna do that anyway though (laughs) hell yeah but yes definitely please send us all of your shenanigans we love it 
and yeah, like I said, we're probably gonna do a part three. So if there is a campus that you attend or know of that is like super duper haunted, please send it to us. Yes. We will do more research and then talk about it. Or if you've got stories. Yes. And we'll share those stories too. We will absolutely share them. Yeah. But yes, um, don't forget to rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. That's actually what I'm looking up right now. Please do it. Um, Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Yes. Oh, be sure to subscribe. Yes, please subscribe. We would love it if you do that. We really would. Also, check out our merch store. Yes. On our website. We put up some new stuff. I just added things. Yay. We got hoodies. We do. We got, uh, what else? Oh, and you added the, um, the added, Tumblr. Yep, I added a Tumblr yeah. and I added a water bottle. Yeah. So we got some new stuff. Summer's coming. You're going to get thirsty. Yeah, get that Tumblr. Yep. <laughs> got that fanny pack You're ready for get, the beach. Like, actually thirsty, not this metaphorical thirsty that. I hear that a the, lot now. That the kids are now saying. You're going to, yeah. like, your body needs water. So. <laughs> Oh, man. I, I feel so old when I hear this new slang. <laughs> I feel like I don't understand oh, it. Like, have you ever heard the one, um, I gotta get drip? What does that mean? Like, like, a, f- like a drip sprinkler system? <laughs> That's what I thought. That's what, what I saw. No, it just means to, like, look fly. Like, look good. Why don't you just say look fly? Why are because people making it cool so hard anymore. on me? They're like, yeah, I gotta get drip for the girls. That makes... <laughs> legitimately no sense yeah my nephew actually told me that and i was just like hmm and then we went to knott's berry farm and we got on the the raft ride uh-huh. and he got really wet and i was like oh you looking drip now <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh it's just too perfect oh, i love it <laughs> anyway i'm old anyway I, thought you meant, I really thought you meant like drip sprinkler system Mm-mm. like well i'm gonna no be it's to like look tomorrow. cool whatever kids yeah anyway all right. But yeah, check out our merch, please. Yep. And and, <laughs> oh, continue. No, 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 no. I was going to do the creep it real. <laughs> and we'll scare you later. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>